0: They may look stormy and chaotic, but when he says, let's go on these journeys, he's always there with us.
1: Welcome to the Bethany Lutheran Sermon Podcast for the week of June 20th, 2021. It's the fourth week after Pentecost, and today, Pastor Mark Siegert shares a message with us. The key verses for Pastor Mark's message are in the show notes. This message was recorded live at Bethany.
0: Vominos Iku, gaja, now Those are different ways to say let's go in other languages, and it's probably the only other languages that I can say let's go in. But that's what Jesus said to his disciples at the beginning of that boat story that Carl read just a little bit ago. Let's go across the lake, is what he said. And actually, this is one of two boat stories that we read about in the New Testament, and these boat stories in the New Testament include Jesus and his disciples. You probably know the other boat story. That's the one where Peter walks on water, for a little while at least. In, in both of the boat stories, Jesus used the events that happened in the moment to teach his disciples about faith. In both of them, he wanted them to understand just how much they could trust in him as God. They wanted him, he, he wanted them to know how deep their faith could go. He, might, he wanted them to know just how far their faith would carry him. But those two boat stories, they have something that are different about them as well. In this one, the one we read today, the disciples encounter a storm that they just can't handle. In that other storm, if you remember it, or in that other story, if you remember it, they didn't encounter a storm. They had been rowing or sailing for most of the night, and they were probably tired, but they weren't in danger of sinking. In this particular boat story, Mark tells us that there were other boats on the water. And in the other one, We don't know for sure, but it seems like they had been out there on the water for so late into the night and even the early morning that they probably were the only ones on the water. And the other story began when Jesus stayed on shore and he said, you guys, you go across and I'll meet you on the other side. In this story, Jesus says that all important phrase, let's go, let's go together as we journey across the lake. Brothers and sisters in Christ, God's grace, peace, and mercy to you in the name of Jesus, who goes with us, too, as we travel across our life's journeys. I could pretty much just say ditto to what Carl said in the the children's message, but we've got a little bit of time, so let's look at the story again. After all, communion is a lot shorter when we do it this way, so I could go on all day. That's not in the script. Uh, <laughs> let's do, let's, let's look together at that story again. It seems that one evening after Jesus had been teaching the crowds, you know the crowds. These are the crowds who, who seemed to gather around Jesus. And during the day, he would teach them in parables. And after that, he would often take his disciples aside and explain things to them. And so one evening, He said, let's go across the lake in the boat together. And that probably didn't seem all that unusual to the disciples at that point. And it actually wasn't a lake, it was the Sea of Galilee. And then, for some unexplainable reason, at least nothing that I can figure out, Mark tells us that there are other boats on the water. He doesn't really ever mention these boats again, except he says these other boats are with Jesus. He doesn't say the boats are are with the disciples or with some fishing club or with those crowds that were off on the shore. He just says that those other boats were on the water with Jesus. And then from there, Mark kind of gets right down to the point of the story, A, a furious storm whipped up. The weather started getting rough. The tiny ship was tossed. The crew was panicked and full of fear. The ship would soon be lost. You get it. Things were rocking and rolling. The boat was taking on water, but Jesus, the mighty Lord Jesus, asleep on the boat. All this commotion, Jesus, you're sleeping. How can you sleep? So the disciples, in all of their panic and fear, they wake him up and they say, Jesus, we're sinking. Don't you care? And then Jesus, before he speaks to the disciples, he speaks to the storm. Be still, he says, be perfectly still. And immediately at his words, the storm ceased and the waters became calm. And then Jesus spoke to his disciples. And you can tell he's a little bit disappointed, but I think he's also full of compassion. Sort of like a parent speaking to a child. He says, why are you so afraid? Don't you have any faith yet?" Now, the disciples obviously didn't comprehend everything they saw at that moment. They were no longer afraid of the storm, but they did suddenly have a healthy fear of Jesus, even if they didn't know who he was, for sure. They asked themselves, and I think they asked themselves because I think they were a little bit afraid to have a further conversation with Jesus, and they asked themselves, what just happened? Who is this man? And at this point, it might be easy for Christians, especially Christians who, who know their Bible pretty well, to be very critical of the disciples. We might conclude that they were a little bit slow on the uptake. What's wrong with them, we might ask. But before we get too critical with those disciples and their lack of faith, we might want to actually get into the boat with them for just a minute. Truthfully, I, I think that if, if we had to admit it, if, if we were there in that boat, knowing only what the disciples knew and seeing and experiencing only what the disciples had seen and experienced, at least to that point, I think we too would have had the exact same response to everything that was going on. We too would have been very anxious and afraid. So we might want to give the disciples a little bit of a pass on this one, right? It turns out those disciples are a lot more like you and me than we want to admit sometimes. In time, we will learn, and they learned too, that the ultimate answer to their question, who is this man? He is God, they find out. He's the same God who created the universe and everything in it. The words he spoke to the storm sound a lot like the words that God spoke at creation when he set the foundations of the world. You remember that story too, right? When God created the world, he said, be. And there was, and it was good. And here in the boat, he says, be calm. And it was calm, and it was good. You see, in time, the disciples would make that connection, and it's good for us to make that connection, too. So if we then climb out of the disciples' boat for a little bit and climb back into our own boat, our our own life's journey, We will probably remember that there have been times in our lives when we've been anxious, when we've had those sleepless nights that Paul talked about in his letter to the Corinthians, times when we've been panicked and afraid of any number of things, times when we have suffered, when we have been hungry, and at those times, there's probably even some memory that we were pretty sure that Jesus didn't care about all of our chaos either. You see, maybe some of us are even feeling that way right now, so panicked and afraid and not sure if Jesus really cares or not because, again, we're not really all that different from the disciples. But my friends, please hang on to some truths here. Jesus was there in the boat with his disciples. He did care, and he did have the desire and the ability to guide them through the stormy waters that they were going through. And he promises to be with us, too, doesn't he? As Carl said, he promises to be with us even to the very end of the age. And he does care about our struggles and our problems, too. And he does have the desire and the ability to guide us through when we encounter stormy waters in our own lives. Whether we like it or not, he does not promise that there won't be stormy waters in our lives. In fact, at another time, when Jesus was having a conversation with his disciples, he said, in this world there will be trouble. But he goes on. He says, you can be at peace because because I have overcome the world, he he said. And this is another important truth for us to hang on to. When Jesus overcame the world, it was that day of salvation that Paul was talking about. And he didn't do that with us. We weren't even in his boat. We weren't even in a boat on the same waters when Jesus overcame the world. You See, long before that boat story that we read today, God had already sent Jesus on a journey of his own. It was not a journey that would be done with people, it was a journey that would be done for people by Jesus, alone. It wasn't simply a journey across a lake, it was a journey to the cross on Calvary, and at the end of that journey, there was still no one in a boat with him. His disciples had either denied or abandoned him, and he was even forsaken by his own heavenly Father. But it's at that moment that he overcame the world, right? And his journey then continued. You see, Jesus wasn't simply an ordinary person. He was God in the flesh, as the disciples had discovered. And yes, his dead body was placed in a tomb, but he did not stay there. He rose to new life. Can I get an amen? Amen. He rose to new life and overcame the world. And as we place our faith in his journey, we're carried beyond the troubles of this world. So we think for a minute about how far our faith in his journey has carried us. We once deserved His Father's wrath, but now we receive His Father's grace, peace, and mercy. We weren't once were an enemy of God, which would be a very scary thing if you think about it, but now we are called the child of God. We were moved from a life of eternal damnation to a life of eternal salvation. All of that because of the faith that we have in God And all of that was poured onto us when we were baptized. What a wonderful thing. And with that, our perspective, I think, begins to change. Our hearts and our minds are stilled just a little bit. So when we experience these stormy waters in our lives, when we're tempted to wonder if God really cares, we only need to look at the cross and the empty tomb. And we see that He went there for us, and He didn't say, let's go there together. But when we place our faith in the journey that he took, we also become one of his disciples. And there are times when he says, this is the right moment. Let's go through life together. And where might he be asking us to go? Is he asking us to go across the Sea of Galilee? Probably not. Is he asking us to go across to our neighbor's house, across the street? He probably is asking us to do that. In fact, I promise you that he is. And as we think about doing that sometimes, it looks like there's scary waters between there and here. But he's with us. Is he asking us to go across the dinner table into the lives of our family members? And does that look scary and troubled sometimes, too? Yes but he's with us when we go there. How about this? Is he asking us to go to the other side of the church and reconcile relationships with brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, even if that looks a little bit scary and looks like something we don't want to do? Yes, he's asking us to go there too, but he's with us as we do that. And there's calm and still waters when we do. There's probably other ways that Jesus says, let's go to us. They may look stormy and chaotic, but when he says, let's go on these journeys, he's always there with us. Think back for a moment to the beginning of that story. Jesus says, let's go together. And later, after he calmed the storm, we were reminded that when he says, let's go, he's there with us. After all, he will get us to where we need to be. He got his disciples to where they needed to be, too. When he says, let's go, we can go. He took the journey to to the cross by himself because we couldn't survive that, and now he invites us to go on journeys with him together, and he promises to be with us. He has the desire and the ability, and he does care to get us to where we need to be, and we find peace with that. In the name of Jesus, amen.
1: Thank you for joining us today. A video archive of our online worship services, including today's message, can be found on our YouTube channel and at www.bethanylutheran.org. Links for both of these are in the show notes. If you would like to support this podcast or the ministry of Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California, you can text the word GIVE to 562-210-0463. That's give G-I-V-E to 562-210-0463. Join us next week as Pastor Kyle Blake shares a message with us.